Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, I want to talk inheritance today. Are you expecting to win the inheritance lottery anytime soon? <laughs> if so, when will you win it? At what age might be an important question. And how much could it be? What are your odds of winning? Look, over the next, this, over the next 30 years, three decades, let's say, about $36 trillion. That's trillion with a T is expected to change hands. This is according to a couple studies out there, one in particular, which I'll uh, go into a little more detail with you. It's very interesting, um, but but 36 trillion. So maybe you got a cut, maybe, you, maybe you're gonna get a share in there somewhere. So are you, gonna, are you gonna win that lottery? Or flip the coin, are you gonna do something to ensure that somebody else wins that inheritance lottery, one of your heirs? Uh, this is for the family guys out there, maybe the family gals, maybe you have kids, maybe you don't. Maybe maybe you have your favorite charity that you've got your eye on and that you want to set up for success by way of that, that inheritance. We're going to talk about those two sides of the coin, whether you'll win and whether you'll give those winnings on to somebody else. And if you've got questions today, this is a live show. You can call me here in the studio. It's 855 855- Four nine seven four three three five. Whether it's about that inheritance or anything else related to real estate, again the number is eight five five four nine seven four three three five. Or send me an email to askandy at luinc dot com. Again, askandy at luinc dot com. Boy, I tell you, I had a great week this week. I hope you have as well. Among other things, I finally got in after. Well over a year now, I got in to a live event here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. If you're new to the show, I'm coming to you from, from Dallas-Fort Worth. I've been a member with Lifestyles Unlimited uh, over nine years now. Uh, we joined here in, in Dallas, my wife and I. We've been buying single-family houses all that time. Uh, recently shifted in, into multifamily. And one of the big events that I love going to is the case study. Typically on Thursdays, our offices here in Dallas are in, in Las Colinas, right in the middle of the Metroplex. And obviously those were on hold for, for quite a period of time due to what? COVID. <laughs> so things seem to be easing. 
and we've eased back into those live events. We had our two-day seminar going on in Phoenix just a couple weeks ago, last week I think it was, and we've got our two-day seminar going on live right here in Dallas, in fact, um, on Saturdays, the two-day over Saturday and Sunday, where we talk about investing in those things, those single-family houses that I mentioned, as well as those uh, multifamily, those uh, those apartments. But I got out to the case study, and I was very excited. It was It was packed. It was a full house, and... I regret, you know, I like to go to the case study to see what's happening with other members, what sort of deals. What happens at the case study is you'll have two presenters talking about their single family experience, what they've done. Typically, a newer investor will present maybe their first deal, which is great for you if you've never done a deal because you get to see, hey, they just took down that house, that very first house that they've ever done. And look at those numbers. Those are great numbers. And then typically there's a more experienced single family investor that will speak after that. And then we get to a multifamily investor that talks about one or maybe multiple of their projects, and in this case, the multifamily investor, it was their first deal. Very good numbers. Unfortunately, I like to go to these so that I can maybe report a little bit to you what I saw on the single family side in particular. I didn't see, I, I, I just didn't make it into that part of the, the case study. It was, <laughs> if you've ever been to the Las Colinas offices, you know what I'm talking about. There's kind of an, uh, a foyer, a foyer, whatever, uh, prior to getting into the big meeting room, which is where the, there are lots of chairs, hundreds of people can join can attend, uh, watch the people up on the stage speaking to their experience. But before you get into that room, there's a there's an antechamber, a foyer, foyer, and it was just full of, of, of investors. And that, that networking component of my life has been missing, and, and I just didn't quite get into the full, <laughs> into the full seminar room uh, because I was seeing people I hadn't seen in so long. And I met a number of other uh, new-to-me investors as well. So wonderful experience to have that back again live, uh, the case study. And again, like I mentioned, the, the two-day financial freedom seminar where you learn about single-family investing and multifamily investing is also going on live right now as well. And it was very cool because they'd set up the technology in the seminar room when I did finally ease into there such that if you don't yet feel comfortable, again, due to COVID, getting out into these sort of events, you can also still attend uh, the case study, the two-day seminar, and so on online. So they had a lot of technology built and in, put into place to accommodate both worlds, so to speak. Um, very, very exciting, though. And as part of the case study, you know, we 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 heard from the multi. I heard from the multifamily investors. The rest of the people that made it into the room ahead of me <laughs> heard from the single family as well. And typically, as part of the case study, we'll, we'll get to a point at, towards the end of their presentation where they'll talk about goals, what's going on you know, down the line, what they're planning for, what they're doing in terms of giving back, speaking of charities. And, and, and commonly, we'll, 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 get a, we'll get a hint at the, the, the legacy planning, let's say, what, what's going on in that investor's head in, in terms of what they're doing for their heirs, for their kids, for their community. Or, or again, that that charity, and that 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 again takes me back to the notion of inheritance. And there's a lot of information out on the the web if you want to do your own digging. And I'm going to start with an article that I found. Now, this is an article from uh, November 2019. This was published in the the L.A. Times, uh, Los Angeles Times, in the business section. And the title is "Trillions." Again, with a T, trillions will be inherited over the coming decades. Again, we said about three decades. And then they go on to say further widening the wealth gap. And, and normally I wouldn't focus so much on this, this wealth gap because I'm firmly of the opinion that you can pull yourself up. You can do a lot to improve your situation, to improve the situation of your family. And we'll talk about how you can do that later in the show. 
uh, with that respect. But but I th- but I think in this particular discussion around inheritance, it is there's a certain consideration there that you need to keep in mind, especially when you hear uh, certain averages bandied about, certain averages named. Uh, one important quote that I want to take from this particular article, and then we're going to get into some meat when we come back from the break. It says that as more Americans live longer without the safety net of a traditional pension, right? That's pretty much gone the way of the dodo. Data suggests they're sending, spending rather frugally to make sure their wealth lasts. The result is more Americans dying <laughs> before they can spend all of their savings. That's the fear, right? I'm, I'm going to outlive my money. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. And today we're talking about that inheritance lottery. Are you going to win? What are your odds? How much could it be? (laughs) So we're expecting over the next three decades, 30 or so years, the, what do they call it? The Great Wealth Transfer 36 trillion with a T dollars, 36 trillion are expected to move from one generation to the next. And are you banking on that? And there's a lot of interesting articles out there. I'm going to get to one pithy study in particular here in just a moment that I found very interesting that will we'll shed some light on some of those questions on those numbers in, in particular. But uh, it started with one article that I found, and this was from uh, November 2019. That's the date that the study came out. This particular article summarized a lot of the data in that study and then, of course, put their spin on it. For example, in in their title, they mentioned widening, further widening the wealth gap. Um, This was the, the Los Angeles Times. And... They, they, one, one paragraph in particular that, that, that I had to mention, I just mentioned, is that as more Americans live longer without the safety net of a traditional pension, I'm quoting them here, traditional pensions, as we know, right, is gone the way of the dodo. Um, data suggests that they're spending frugally, frugally, to make sure their wealth lasts. And, and the point here, in, in, in part, for me, for you, is that as we age, we, we want to enjoy those golden years. We, we don't want to spend the last decades pinching pennies and cutting back on the lifestyle. We, we want to go the other direction. And that's the whole idea built around the, the 401k that's replaced that traditional pension is that you're going to, you're, 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 you're putting your money in tax deferred today because you're then going to take it out later when you have no income so your taxes that you pay at that time are inherently lower because you're going to spend less, because you're going to be one of these people that's living frugally to make sure that your wealth lasts. Now, they go on to say that the result is that more Americans are dying before they can spend 
all of their savings. Well, good, we've avoided that fear that we had that we're going to run out of money before we die. <laughs> In fact, they say that financial advisors often have to encourage their affluent, right, their wealthy clients to enjoy that wealth rather than hoard it. Rather than hoard it. So you, who's waiting on that, that inheritance lottery, I don't know, do you want to see those <laughs> parents, <laughs> those affluent parents enjoying that wealth or hoarding it? I don't know, but they, they go on as well to say, and this ties into the, the, the wealth gap, that the money left behind for middle-class Americans is dwarfed. So again, the money left behind for middle-class Americans is dwarfed by that inherited by the children of the very wealthy. I'm not going to go into any more of the details in this particular article. I'm going to shift to the, the underlying study that they were quoting in particular because there's there's no emotion there. It's just numbers, and I, and I like that. I like numbers. Um, but but we but we want to keep those averages in mind. I'll get to that here in just a minute. Now this particular study, it's called, and it is worth looking at. It's about twelve pages. Quick read: inheriting retirement security. So here too, they're they're looking at retirement, and they're looking at inheritance as a way to help you secure that retirement. Because we know that traditional pensions have gone the way of the dodo, and you are relying on that four hundred one k. And you know what? You probably haven't squirreled away enough money as you should have. Now, this study was put together by a wealth manager group called United Income, which apparently is now part of Capital One Bank. Matt Fellows and, and Lincoln Plews uh, with United Income penned this. And they've, they've pulled from a number of, uh, I would say, very good data sources. We'll, we'll hit a couple of those. But again, in their executive summary, they point to that $36.2 trillion with a T. Um, that we expect to see change hands in the next 30 years, going to families, going to, we mentioned charities, other other beneficiaries and it's it's interesting because the the, the they've, they've looked at a couple of they've looked at a few places in in their in their analysis and and they and they speak in part to the initial transfer of wealth from an, a much older generation the silent generation born in the 30s pre pre-world war ii to baby boomers and the and the total value of inheritance inheritances per year that's tra changing hands between the silent generation and baby boom boomers has more than doubled. It's gone up 119% cumulatively from 195 billion with a B this time in 1989 to 427 billion in 2016. And here's where the average comes in. Average inheritances have risen by 75% from 169,000 in that time period to 295. So does that mean you're going to get $295,000? Not necessarily. We'll, we'll come back to that average here in just a moment. Now, what are your odds? What are your odds of winning? They find, and this is a very, very flat, uh, very consistent number, that about 20% of households actually receive an inheritance. So one in five. So you may get an inheritance, and whereas I may not. Now, both of my parents have, have passed, so that's, <laughs> I will not at this point. That is out of the out of the question but that 20 percent it's a fairly consistent number and has been over over 30 years um so one in five is, is what we're looking at here that will receive an inheritance and again the title of this particular study is inheriting retirement security so one in five people may get a boost a booster shot perhaps thinking about covid for their retirement now when are you going to inherit this if, you, if you're the lucky winner you're one of that 20%, one in five. When can you expect to receive this inheritance? Well, the, the age, the average age has been going up. Average age has been increasing. You would be 41 on average back in 1989 when you received that 
those winnings has increased by a full decade as of 2016 to 51. <laughs> so if you're if you're listening to me now and you're in your 20s or your 30s, you're going to wait a little bit longer. And what's happening in the meantime, as we saw in the LA Times, the wealth advisors are encouraging their affluent um, clients to to be sure to get out there and enjoy that wealth. So millennials, by the time you get to 51, what's going to be left? We'll, we'll get to that. Another interesting point of, of, of interest, I think, for me, especially as somebody that buys single family houses, uh, they, they, they go on to say that stocks, cash, and other more more financial type investments represent about 46% of the value of that, that inherited estate, while real estate represents the remainder. Ah, interesting, interesting. So about 54% of your inheritance is gonna be a house. Or, or maybe maybe your family did what we talk about on this very show and got, in, got invested in apartments. So maybe you'll own an apartment building or some percentage thereof. So 54% is real estate. Uh, of all of the holdings that were transferred, only 9% were comprised just of a house. And I wanna talk about those single family houses here in just a minute. I've gotten some really smoking deals over the years because you've inherited that house and you just didn't know what to do with it. But again, what about millennials? We're talking here, so we've talked about the, the transfer from the silent generation to the boomers. And then in the next 30 year, uh, next three decades, we're, we're gonna see that transfer from boomers to my generation. I'm, I'm Gen X, I'm in my mid, mid 40s. And what's gonna be left behind? We'll, we'll see. And interestingly as well, you, you, you think 36 trillion, wow, that's a tremendous number. Again, that's over 30 over three decades, over 30 years, the, the, the inheritance itself accounts for, listen to this, roughly half of 1% of all wealth in the United States that changes hands. Half of 1%, that's actually a pretty tiny number. Where's the rest of it going? Well, we're, we're doing things while we're still alive. Think of Warren Buffett and his giving pledge. What is that? Stay tuned. Austin's Talk, 1370. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. I'm your host, Andy Webb, and we're talking about winning that inheritance lottery. You know, it's an unfortunate event. Your, your parents pass away, somebody you know, perhaps, and they, they've left you some wealth. How much is that wealth? We just heard that one in five, 20% of Americans may, may, may gain some wealth by way of uh, transfer through, through inheritance, one in five. So if you're banking on that, well, the, the odds, I, I guess 20% is not bad, <laughs> but odds are still stronger that you're not gonna be in that camp. And we heard that it's actually a very small percentage of wealth transfer in the United States that changes hands as part of an inheritance in any given year. It's roughly half of 1% of all wealth that transfers uh, changes hands, but it still amounts over a 30 year period to a pretty significant number, 36.2 trillion with a T dollars. So I guess, hey, if you, if you get into statistics and you, you measure your odds and 20% and of the <laughs> chance at 36.2 trillion, Maybe they ain't too bad. Uh, what, what are you actually gonna get? We'll get to that here in just a minute. Now, 
at the opening, I talked a little bit about the case study that I went to this past week. It was live and in person for me. I chose to go down to the offices here in Las Colinas in, in Dallas-Fort Worth, and, and it was it was great to see a lot of those faces I had not seen in quite some time, shake hands, uh, tra trade stories, how, how's it been going throughout COVID, and, and so on. Um, caught the very tail end of the case study itself. I, unfortunately, I didn't make it into the room. Now, the good news is, if you didn't get down there either, and maybe you want to get to the next one, you're not sure about getting down there, you can catch those live and online. There are two good ways for you if you're if you're not a member. Uh, we do record those if you are a member, by the way, and you can go out to the uh, to, to our, our learning portal and, and watch those after the fact, which I will do. But but if that's not you, what you can do is go go to Facebook if you uh, if you subscribe if you use Facebook and you can follow Lifestyles Unlimited. We've been live streaming those case studies, so it's a good way for you to ease in and, and, and get a get a look at what what happens at the case study. See those numbers around single family and around multifamily, so you understand what, what all these things we're talking about today around inheritance and winning that lottery. In the next segment, we're going to talk about what you can do to take control, so you're not counting on winnings that may or may not be there. And you see what those winnings might look like by way of one of those case studies. So again, follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook and you can see the streaming, watch the streaming live or go to YouTube. Uh, there is a Lifestyles Unlimited channel on YouTube where that is streamed as well. And it was pretty cool to see all the tech they got into place uh, to accommodate both the live presentation for those hundreds or so in the room as well as you at home uh, watching either on uh, well, whatever the sundry platforms that are that are out there, but it's a good place to go again to learn how you take control. So this whole conversation that we're having today around inheritance falls by the wayside. Although I don't want it to entirely fall by the wayside. If you're like me and you have a small child, I have a four-year-old. Well, I want to plan for his inheritance, and we'll get to that here in the the last segment. But again, we're looking at a study called Inheriting Retirement Security, and the, and, the, and the authors the the of the study they were they wanted to see. Or they were looking at just just what do we as Americans in, inherit? What and how does that go? Or how does that help us when it comes to that notion of retirement security? And here we get into averages. And I mentioned just ahead of the break the 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 Warren Buffett giving pledge. And basically, Warren Buffett, you know, very 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 wealthy individual, he has pledged to give ninety nine percent of his wealth to to charity to give it away during the course of his lifetime. That means he's leaving 1% of his wealth, probably a big number, <laughs> to his heirs. And, and in part, he, he, he said at one point, I, I, want, I want to leave enough that they can do anything they want, but not, not, not to where they can do nothing. Now, he doesn't want them sitting on their, on their duff. So he's giving away 99%. But imagine if he, he gave 100% to his heirs. And the authors of our study came along and measured the average inheritance. What's that going to do? It's going to inflate that average massively. And this kind of goes to the notion that we saw with the LA Times, where they're focused in on the wealth uh, gap. And they're pointing to inheritance as further driving that wealth gap. Yes, um, the, the inheritance of wealthy individuals is it's going up. It, it's pulled that average up from 169000 this is average across everybody in the U.S. in in I think it was 1989 to 295k in 2016. What well, that's the average, and and when you have such skewed numbers, if you're looking at anything, I don't care what it is. If if you you have a bell curve with a tail that's massively skewed to one side, which it is when we talk about this kind of wealth, well, you need to look at some other number, and that's the median, which is the middle, and the median in this case 
It's not 295,000. It's not 169,000. The median inheritance, and remember, one in five out there are, are, are getting this inheritance. The median is $55,000 once inflation, which is rearing its head again, once inflation is accounted for. And again, the study was back in November of 2019. So the inflation we're seeing today wasn't even uh, part of the conversation then. So the median inheritance, that's the number you need to think about, is 55000 And over the last 30 years prior to this study, the increase to get to that 55k was by $15,000. Uh, so not, not, not the massive jumps that we saw in the average. Those, those massive jumps, by the way, again, are driven by, you know, the Warren Buffetts of the world, should he leave all of his wealth to his kids, which he does not plan to do. Uh, they call those major inheritances. And, and the average there, whew, talk about wealth gap, it's gone from 2.7 million in 89 to 6.6 million in 2016. So uh, about a $4 million uh, increase there. So again, that's pulling up the average. The median, however, is just 55K. And if you take a step back, who, who's who's inheriting this this wealth typically? Um, it's across the board, uh, but on average, they find that the income level uh, of the household is about sixty nine thousand dollars. So when you get fifty five k added to your to your coffers, we're, we're talking about an extra year of of earnings that you've achieved. So I don't know how far that's going to take you. We talked a little bit about ages, and the the average age at which you receive that inheritance has increased. Back in the day, it was 41. Back in 89, it's gone up to 51 over the period of 10 years. And interestingly, 25% of all inheritances, I find this number very interesting, go to adults over the age of 61. <laughs> so you're even older when you're inheriting some of that money. It says that a lot of this is not going to lifestyle enhancement. It's more about retirement fortification. Retirement fortification uh, for those those recipients of uh, this this estate. So these are just some numbers, some things for you to think about if you are banking, if you are expecting uh, to win that inherit, inheritance lottery. And, and, and so far that study, again, we, we looked at the silent generation transfer to the boomers, the boomers then to Gen X. What about my younger cohort out there, my, my millennials? Well, this study didn't go into those details, but a couple of articles out there I found, uh, one on CNBC, it's titled, Over Half of Millennials Expect an Inheritance. Here's Why They May Be Disappointed. This was penned back in 2018. Similar uh, blog by Mass Mutual, Why Millennials Should Not Rely on an Inheritance. Now, the CNBC article is interesting as well because it, it uses a term here. It, says, it describes millennials as having a, quote, high financial optimism <laughs> i love i love optimists I, I like those folks that see the the you know that the glass is half full that that have that abundance mentality rather than the scarcity mentality it's that scarcity mentality by the way that's leading those affluent clients of those wealth advisors to be frugal and to hoard their wealth rather than enjoy their life <laughs> but you can take it a little too far and there was a survey conducted by bank in the texas um u.s investor su survey Nearly 70% of millennials pay attention to this. Nearly 70% of millennials in the U.S. expect to have an inheritance. Well, we already heard that that number over the years is traditionally at about, what, 20%. <laughs> so you are very optimistic. Nearly 70% of millennials expect an inheritance, yet they go on to say only 40% of their parents 
plan to leave one. We got a bit of a gap there. I don't know if that's a wealth gap, but definitely a gap in expectations. Millennials, 70% think they're going to get that inheritance. Only 40% of their parents are planning to leave one. Why is that? We'll hit that very quickly, and I want to tell you then what you can do. So you're not waiting on the lottery, so you can take Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb, and if you've got any questions for me, send me an email to askandy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. Now, I told you at the start of the show a little bit about the case study that I got out to finally live and in person, seeing, seeing all my fellow investors again after <laughs> too much, too long of a hiatus. I want to tell you about another great event that's also going to be in Las Colinas right here in our backyard. When, we, when we're talking today, the topic of the show has been inheritance. And what, what are you going to, are you going to win that inheritance lottery? And what's it going to look like? What do the numbers look like? What are the odds? One in five. And we're going to get into the segment about building that inheritance yourself, not 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 relying on on chance, as it were, uh, things you can do yourself. And as well, thinking then about your downline generation, in my case, my four year old. And there's going to be a great event here in our neck of the woods. It's our Wealth and Passive Income Expo. Again, Wealth and Passive Income Expo. We're gonna talk about wealth. And there was a great session at last year's Wealth and Passive Income Expo. It was called A Practical Guide to Managing Your Real Estate Wealth. I'm looking at the, the brochure from 2020. Uh, you, can, you can bet we'll have something along those lines this year as well, because it is the Wealth and Passive Income Expo. And it's that passive income that we build that, that helps us create our financial freedom that attains that wealth, which we then can talk about now passing on to our heirs, whether that's our heirs or our favorite charity or our community. That's your decision. Maybe, maybe you don't have kids, but, but you can support your folk, you know, your, your church, your, your charity, whatever that may be. But I want you to think about this. I want you to think about getting out. Uh, this is going to be Labor Day weekend, Friday and Saturday, September 3rd and 4th, just a few months away. Again, here in Dallas-Fort Worth at the Irving Convention Center at Las Colinas, smack dab in the middle. If you're not in Dallas-Fort Worth and you're listening to me now, it's a very easy flight into DFW, Love Field, and then straight over right into the middle of the Metroplex in Irving. Again, that's our Wealth and Passive Income Expo. I want you to check out the website for more information. It's wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. There are a number of different packages out there. Uh, you can pick which one best suits your goals. Um, and if you do decide to pull the trigger and register, use my name, Andy, A-N-D-Y, all caps, for $97 off any pass or package. doesn't matter which one. Uh, you choose. But 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 among other topics there, we'll talk about single family. We're about to get into that. We'll talk about multifamily investing, um, the way that we make our money multiple different ways with, with both of those modalities. And there will be a lot of good topics, very granular, very, very detailed topics. There was one last year that I went to, which was on, on, on the lease, the single family lease. We basically walked through with a property manager each of the each of the line items, got into the detail, good information. There'll be bigger picture topics. And again, that's that that managing your your wealth topic that we saw last year as well. So we got something for everybody. You know, whether you want to do single family, whether you want to do multifamily, whether you're not sure you just need to learn, <laughs> then this is the place to go. Again, wealth and passive income expo 
www.thelifeofmoney.com to, to learn more. So we've been talking through the show about that notion of inheritance and, and it fascinates me. It's, you know, I mentioned earlier, both, both of my parents have been deceased for two decades or more now. Um, not, not anything I think about in those terms, but I do have a son now. And when we started building our portfolio of, of passive income through, through our single family and now multifamily, that, that, that was not on my radar. It, the target was more to, to create our financial freedom to get out of our jobs. Well, now I've got a, I've got an added variable there, which is this now four-year-old, this this precocious, <laughs> sometimes cantankerous, four-year-old. But I want to build for him now. That that has become my my focus. So when I think about inheritance, that's what I'm thinking about now. But I want you to be aware as well, in case you are banking on that inheritance lottery. I don't know that it's in your favor. Now, one in five, one in five will inherit some amount. We heard about the averages. Those averages are very much inflated by the, the extremely wealthy out there that do the things that we talked about in that, that session at the expo last year, managing managing that wealth and, and that inheritance. They they do the things like will put a will into place. Did you know that fewer than 60% of, of, of families in their 50s have a will in place? You need to have something in place to guide that wealth down to the next generation or your charities, your, your church, whoever that may be. Um, but 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 having wills in place, working with an estate planner, things like that. But to get there, you need to build that wealth. And just ahead of the break, we, we talked about the boomers, we talked about the silent generation, we talked about my generation, Gen X, and, and we're shifting to millennials and the fact that 70% of millennials expect an inheritance, <laughs> but only 40% of their parents are planning on it. So why why shouldn't millennials rely on that inheritance? Well, among other things, very high end-of-life health care expenses. Those are ever-increasing. And with inflation now at 5%, do you think they're going to go up even more? You can bet on it. You know, they give some... This is an art, This was a, a blog post, actually, on Mass Mutual, uh, but I think very germane to the conversation. You know, private room in a nursing home, 100, over $100,000 a year in 2019, hiring a, a home aide uh, 44 hours a week, over 50000 So those those end-of-life costs are getting to be very, very extreme. And, and even if parents of the millennials are not burning through their savings because of end-of-life care, guess what? Everybody's got a bucket list now. Um, so they're, they're burning that cash, um, trying to do that, make that last stab at life. They're living an active lifestyle, and they're living longer. So millennials, I'm sorry to say it, but um, your, your chances in that lottery, well, they're declining. They, they're, they're declining. They're going down. So what... What can you do? Should you expect to win that inheritance lottery? I'd say no, don't bank on it. We already saw that the median inheritance is about $55,000. And could I do a lot with that? Absolutely. You know, I mentioned earlier uh, that um, in terms of inheritance, a lot of that 46% is, is some sort of financial uh, inheritance, stocks, bonds, cash, something like that, maybe those gold bars in the backyard. Uh, that leaves the remaining 54%, which is real estate. And I have to confess, I love it when you bequeath to your heirs those single-family houses because what do they do? <laughs> they run them into the ground. Some of the best deals I've gotten over the years as a single-family investor have been those houses. We, we picked up one in the mid-cities. I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth where gentleman had inherited it. He lived somewhere else, and he let his nephew stay there for free. Well, what did the nephew do? He ran it as a drug house, and like I said, he ran it into the ground. Suddenly, uncle doesn't want it anymore, does not support that lifestyle, doesn't know what to do, sells it to me at an extreme discount. Back in 2014, what's happened in the meantime, we've been collecting cash flow over the years. We had the same family in place, in fact, 
leasing that house that entire time. Great cash flow, one of the ways we make money on our single family and our multifamily investments. And in the meantime, what have we seen? We've been paying down the mortgage thanks to those residents every month, gaining equity. And the appreciation that we've enjoyed in that seven year period is massive. So when it comes to wealth building, when it comes to that inheritance lottery, take a step back. Don't, don't bank on getting those winnings from your, your parents or your, your relations. You need, to, you need to take the ball and, 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 and take control right now. So what can you do for yourself? Exactly what we've done. Start to build that passive income. Start to build that wealth through real estate. Again, that, that's one single family house. A, a, good, a, a good portion, unfortunately for the folks out there, a very good portion of my portfolio mirrors that very house. Situations where inheritance has changed hands and the recipients don't know what to do, don't want to do anything about it, and just let the thing idle, stagnate, run into the ground. And you can take advantage of that, but you need to know what you're doing. And that's where your education comes into play. That's where that wealth and passive income expo that I mentioned comes into play because you can take any of those very, like I said, granular sessions to learn about single family investing. That's where the case study comes into play where you can see those numbers. But I strongly encourage you. It, it's great. Maybe, maybe you're that one in five that wins that inheritance lottery gets a little bit of um, cash from your, your relations and sticks it in the bank where it's earning, what, 0.01%, inflation's gnawing away, eating away, chewing away at it. You need a better plan, and that plan is to then take that 55K and buy a couple of single-family houses. Start collecting that cash flow that I talked about on that one that we picked up from an inheritor, an heir. Start to pick up that equity, that appreciation, and then do a cash-out refinance or sell the thing and roll it into more single-family houses, you'll start to pick up more cash flow. That cash flow snowball will build. That equity will build at a faster clip. And then you'll do another cash-out or another sale, disposition of those assets, and roll those into apartments. That's exactly what my wife and I are doing now. We love our single-family portfolio, but boy, the wealth-building aspect of apartments is phenomenal, which again is why I go to those case studies to see what the numbers are looking like these days with the latest investor that's presenting. And I mentioned in an earlier segment, if, hey, if you missed any of the earlier show, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. You can catch the shows there. But I mentioned if you're not a, a member at Lifestyles, if you've never made it to one of our case studies, you can do that very comfortably from your home uh, just by following uh, Lifestyles on, on Facebook or on YouTube and watch those case studies as we live stream those. And in fact, not just here in Dallas-Fort Worth, but in Houston, in, in, in Central Texas, uh, Phoenix, wherever we're doing those. But it starts with you. Don't 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 sit on don't sit around on your duff as Warren Buffett is discouraging his heirs by giving away ninety nine percent of his wealth. Take action, and start to build that portfolio of passive income from rental real estate, single family houses, and apartments to build that wealth, and then plan. So my next step is planning then for my four year old, soon to be five year old, six year old, seven year old, so that when I do pass away and my wife pass away, he's set. I thank you for listening today. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. You have a good day. Thank you for listening.
listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.